business growth is going to rely on repeat customers. Mm -hmm. uh, so everything that you can do to make that experience a wow, uh, you'll be fine. And if you don't, uh, you'll suffer the wrath and your business for sure will not grow. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owners Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. Happy Monday or whatever day of the week you are listening to this episode. I hope you're having a great day. And in this episode, you are going to learn a ton about growing your clothing store. So I think it's going to make it an even better day. We spoke with Harry. He is from Amware Logistics. It's a really cool business that does fulfillment in a way that I've never heard of before, where you can actually do a lot more without really jeopardizing the personalization in your business. Um, so you're going to learn these three things and more. Number one, how much you should be sending out each month before joining a fulfillment facility. This number is actually very surprising uh, to me. I was like, well, this actually fits into a lot more people or a lot more categories than I was even thinking. And then there's solutions even outside of that. So it was very cool. Number two, how you can still personalize your package and messaging even when you are outsourcing. So how can you still stay in that personalized, I'm a small business without having to rely on yourself to do it and just burning out. And third, what you need to be doing to keep your customers coming back again and again. And this is the lifeblood of the business. We talk about all of that in this episode, guys. It's going to be super value-packed for you. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. I am too, mostly because um, we were even talking before we recorded how different of an approach this is going to be for an episode because a lot of times we're talking about the front end, like how to get customers and you're more so on the back end of about how to make those customers happy with better fulfillment and faster processing and just all of the logistical side of things. So I hope we can, I can use your expertise and ask my normal like uh, broken down questions to answer really simple ways to uh, have the people who are listening understand what's going on. Because uh, like I said, the main thing here is like people want to know about like their marketing and everything and then they start to grow and then they're trying to figure out, okay, how the heck do I duplicate myself to get this product out to somebody faster without making them upset? All right. So let's, let's jump into a couple of questions here, but I really, let's, I think that this is something I want to do for at least this episode. Um, I typically will like, Oh, let's introduce, you know, the team and let's introduce, you know, Harry, but tell me a little bit about the business. Like what, what is Amware? Like what is, what do you guys do? And then we'll just jump directly into it. Cause I think there's, there should be a little bit of background to, to what's going on here. Okay, great. So we're a, we're a fulfillment house. Uh, we are the back end to uh, to what to all of uh, two hundred sellers that we have as customers. Uh, their products are stored in our fifteen warehouses in six locations around the country, uh, and orders uh, orders flow into us every day. And all the orders that come into us by three p.m., we pick, pack, ship, get out the door the same day. Uh, for delivery to customers anywhere from one to four or five days, depending upon where it's shipped from and where your customer is. That is awesome. Okay. So the, I think one of the questions people ask is, okay, so you have several locations. How do I know, like if I'm an e-commerce store and I ship to people all over the country, how do I know which fulfillment 
store fulfillment uh, location that I should put my products in for you? So before we even start doing business, uh, we're going to take a look at your shipment profile. Historically, you know, where have you shipped? Where are your customers? Where's the concentration? Where are the heaviest numbers of shipments going? And then we'll give you an analysis and tell you essentially, if you put your if you put your product in only one facility and it's Dallas, you can average one day, two day service to all your customers. This is the approximate cost it's going to be. Um, and then you can make a decision, you know, what part of the country you need to be. And again, we'll tell you where it's most cost effective and where it's fastest on average to ship out if you just want to be in one facility. Okay. And then let's say, for example, like I'm a seasonal business and like just for like the holiday, like October, November, December, do you guys do something where, hey, look, uh, for four months out of the year, I need 50,000 packages shipped out each month. But after that, it's only like 5,000. Do you guys, are you guys able to scale up with that and then potentially, you know, just work for one time of the year or is it um, a longer term thing? What does that look like for somebody who may have like a seasonal uh, retail location different? So we have uh, we have several seasonal accounts. One of them being an artificial Christmas tree company. That mm. uh, obviously you're not buying Christmas trees necessarily in January and February, um, but there are some small shipments. Sometimes accessories happen during that time of the year. Some of these companies go through, um, you know, go through promotions. So that will be fairly slow in the off season. And then you come peak season, the fourth quarter, where trees go out, and you know we'll go. Uh, will go quite intensively. So a company like like Amware can go from zero to 100 in very, very short amount of time. That's what we're geared to do. So yes, uh, if you're a seasonal shipper, we can accommodate you. If you're a seasonal shipper with stuff during the year uh, that's not as big, we can accommodate you as well. It's part of the beauty of being in a in a, uh, in a shared environment, if you will. We have multiple customers in our facilities. Some are seasonal uh, in the summer, some are seasonal in the winter. So we move people around as it makes sense to move them around because we've got them in the building. Okay. So let me walk, th- why don't you walk me through like what is a typical like process look like for me? Like um, I'll give you kind of a scenario. So I'm a, I'm an online clothing retailer and I do maybe $5 million a year and I'm shipping out, you know, 5,000, 6,000 uh, packages a month and I come to you guys, what does it look like to be onboarded? What's my process look like as far as uptime to be able to start working with you guys? Just kind of walk me through that whole process, if you would. Sure. Um, Typically, it takes uh, about 60 days to integrate a customer, depending upon how complicated the integration is, how many retailers you're shipping to. If you're going direct, it's fairly simple. If you're starting to go through retailers, right? You've, you've got to comply with what they they have requirements for EDI. So that takes a little bit more time to, to do with the test and to go through uh, to make sure that retailers receive the shipments properly the way they want to do. Uh, so like I say, onboarding is generally 60 days. Uh, we have a team that will hold your hand and take you through that. We've got people that handle everything from staffing, IT requirements, um, your, 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 you know, your, your commerce, your interface commerce, whether it's SPS or Shopify, we've got connections to all, all the uh, shopping carts, if you will. So we'll walk you through what onboarding looks like, including receiving product in, um, getting it set up, how orders will flow, what we will do once we have the orders. And we provide all the services, including shipping, 
uh, great parcel rates. You'll want to you'll want to piggyback on our rates. We we spend the hundred million dollars a year uh, mm-hmm. with the small parcel carriers. Right, a typical shipper may spend a million dollars, a half a million dollars. Uh, if you ship sixty thousand packages uh, uh, a year, you may wind up spending a half a million dollars. So. Uh, we we have rates that we've negotiated for all of our accounts, and uh, they're great rates. So we make it very very simple uh, uh, for retailers to for I'm sorry for e-tailers to do exactly what they do best, which is market and sell. Okay, very cool. And then whenever so that sounds I mean amazing for those people uh, who are actually generating that part. Is there a business that's um, too either too big or too small to join? Like what would I consider before using you guys to, uh, to help out with the manufacturing? Cause I'm thinking in my head, there's a couple of people, right. Who are like, I want to keep this solo. I have some sales myself, but I just don't want to fulfill it. Like, are they too small or are there some that are just too big? What where's kind of like the sweet spot or the logistics around that? Well, you teed that up for me nicely, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned 5,000 shipments a month. That That's about the entryway uh, of customers that we would take. So about 60,000 uh, shipments a year. If you're smaller than that, we can help you find a provider that's good, that will take care of you while you're small. Um, and then when you get bigger uh, and that 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 provider can't help you, then you you know will help you shop for someone like an Amware who can do that. Size-wise, we have customers that go up to four or five million shipments a year. So uh, we wow. haven't we haven't come across anybody yet who's too big for us to handle, um, and we handle everything in between. So we've gotten very strong and very good at it. Uh, as I like to say, we put the smile inside the box. Nice. Okay. Is there a way? Speaking of smile inside the box. Uh, do you guys are you guys able to customize uh, with like for example like we have a first time customer purchase like is there a way you guys get a notification from Shopify and you treat this box a little bit different or what is the what is the what is the shipping and like processing look like on logistics side from you guys from this are you guys still able to personalize a little bit or tell me about that so everything that we do uh, is specific to the account. No okay. two, no two solutions look the same. Every account has a different solution. There are accounts that we hand sign a note to uh, with the recipient's name, and that's hand printed by the person who's actually doing the packing. So we'll we'll do any level of customization that the customer requires. Uh, and you know, for some of them, for all of them, uh, we can customize individual shipments. Uh, we can do it across a spectrum of shipments. I think the difference between uh, a company like Amware and someone like Amazon uh, is Amazon is uh, you know pretty structured. This is the way we do it. This is the way we like the product to come in. Uh, you know, this is the way we'll ship it out in these boxes and do it this way. And that's great for certain people. That works very well. Our customers are looking for that unique experience, so that when someone gets the package and they open it up, it's kind of a wow. It looks mm-hmm. like somebody took a lot of time and care to do it. And, you know, that you're looking for those positive reviews on social media where someone says, hey, I just got my package from XYZ company. It's everything I ordered. It was worth waiting for. It looks great. I'm really excited. The antithesis of that is right. It looks like it was thrown in a box. Somebody put some 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 paper in and it, it rattles and, you know, you get it. And it's like I waited for this and it's not even the right thing or, you know, it doesn't look like someone took care and it doesn't make you feel like, hey, this was special. We make we make that that opening of the of the package a special deal. Okay, so you mentioned there that I think is something to really 
kind of harp on we could tell you the type of boxes that we would want and then the type of experience that the box should have from inside of there as well and it's all could be kind of customized obviously i assume at this point right the, the more customized they get the the different of price per box changes on your guys's end but the experience could still be very good on the customer side and not have to be fulfilled on us, which I feel like has been a, a misnomer. People are like, I don't get that type of experience if I just move to a, like a facility that does this for me. If you pick the wrong facility, you're 100% right. If you pick the wrong provider, you are 100% right. If you pick the right provider who does nothing but this, customization, individuals sit down with you, get to know your business, get to know what it is you're trying to achieve. Yes, different colored paper, different packaging, different formation of the way it sits in the box. Um, any way that you envision it going out that you would want, we can do it. If you can do it in your back room, we can do it in our back room. We're, we're constantly retraining people, retraining them not only on new accounts, but retraining them on the accounts that they have as those accounts want new and different services and they want to change it up and keep it fresh because most of our accounts, it's about repeat business. They want that customer coming back for more and more sales. They're not always looking to keep on finding new new accounts, while new customers, while they don't repeat customers. So uh, it costs about five times as much to find a new customer as it does to have a repeat customer. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, speaking of costs, what is it? Like, how do you guys, are you guys like a flat rate per, per package or what? Like, tell me a little bit about the, the, what is the actual cost from the customer, uh, look like, or how does that, like, how does everything kind of play out as far as pricing? So, uh, our customization doesn't only apply to the way we package a product. Our customization, uh, applies to the way we price you. Okay. Uh, most of our customers are transactional, right? Every time we pick an order, depending upon the size of the order, how many units we pick, we'll actually charge them for the number of picks we make, how many cartons we fill, we'll charge them for the carton. So there's a fee, whereas the more transactions there are, the bigger the order, uh, it requires a little bit more labor, so you'll pay a little bit more. But it's all transactionally based. You pay only for what you use. You pay only for what you store by the case, by the each, by the pallet, so that you know your, your, your outflows of your expenses look very, very similar uh, to what your revenue flow would be. We, you know, it ties together very nicely. So a big order might cost you a little bit more, but obviously you get a little bit more when you sell it. So mm-hmm. uh, we also we also can do flat pricing for customers. I I try to dissuade them from doing that because I don't think it's in their best interest to pay a flat price. Uh, I think both of us have to win. You need to you need to feel that you're getting an efficient, uh, cost effective price for what for the service, and we want to make a couple of shekels on it as well. Got it. Okay. I was, I was looking through the site. I've just kind of like, uh, just different things, especially as like success stories or anything like that. And I come across a, uh, obviously a very cool success story with, with Bombas. Um, 
and then you guys so were you guys are you guys still doing fulfillment with them or you were doing fulfillment with them or what did that what did that look like for you guys as um relate so um we took bombas uh you know bombas was a success story we took them when they started we uh, we we handled them out of our jersey city facility uh as they grew uh, we invested in technology and automation for them to help them grow. Uh, about about three four years ago, um, the the tax laws were very very advantageous for them to start shipping orders out of Mexico. Uh, there was a tax saving for orders under six hundred dollars uh, that for a company like them amounted to a savings which was equal to what they were paying me uh, to fulfill their product. So just by moving that. Uh, to Mexico, uh, they were able to save uh, some money on the duties and whatnot. So they left about three and a half years ago, but we backfilled them with a company called 32 Degrees, uh, which ships out of Costco. We don't handle that piece, but we handle the direct to consumer for them using that same technology and automation. And it is also apparel, if you will. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just looked them up. That's very cool. And it, uh, do you guys, um, is, uh, is and where specifically like nation like nationwide the like in the U.S. Can you guys fulfill? There are well, I guess I guess two questions. One, uh, do you only ship within the U.S.? But then two, do you work with international companies that um, have basis for wanting to ship in the U.S.? So we we uh, we ship domestically. We ship internationally from the United States. We have uh, we have parcel rates that can take you around the globe. We have international partners. If you so desire to have your inventory in Asia or in Europe, we have partners that we work with. Uh, it would look fairly seamless to you. Uh, we also have partners in Canada, but we ship again. If all you want to do is keep your product here uh, domestically in the United States, we can ship anywhere in the globe or we can find an international partner for you, whatever you uh, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We have a, a lot of people who listen to the podcast, but then also just a lot of people within the community who are clothing store owners who want to tap into not just the EU market, but the really want to dominate the, the U S market. And so that's where they're, um, that's where they're based out of somewhere else, but trying to ship specifically like, a in this location. So I don't know if it's technically drop shipping or not, cause they would still have to send the products, but like that's, just a little bit of a background. Um, speaking of that, how exactly do people get you? Uh, like, how much? How many products need to be on hand, or how do people get you the products? Like, and just continue to fulfill because obviously you need those to be able to package and ship out. So, what does that look like logistically from their side? So, um, customers generally keep uh, anywhere from uh, four, uh, you know, a three month supply of inventory to six weeks of inventory, right? Again, it depends on if you've got a domestic supplier that you're fairly confident can get you the orders, uh, can get you the inventory fairly quickly. You can keep six, six weeks of supply, eight weeks of supply, turn your inventory six times. If you have a longer uh, supply chain that may reach into Asia or Europe, uh, you might want to think about keeping three, uh, three or four months supply, uh, and and the inventory at that point would turn three to four times. So it comes in many ways. Uh, some customers air freight into us domestically. We usually see parcel, uh, LTL truckload shipment, and mm-hmm. then coming overseas, obviously container. We handle all all types of inbound shipments. Uh, we can help customers set inventory levels and tell them what you know 
what's best for them, how much uh, product to keep in our warehouses, and again, where to keep them uh, as well. So yeah, we can we can help your customers uh, with that with that uh, with that issue. What do you think? like shipping and logistics for a good customer experience is going just in your expertise of like, uh, of getting packages out, where do you feel like the future of this is, is going? Well, the, 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 the future of this is going, uh, certainly less brick and mortar, uh, retail and obviously much more direct. Uh, everybody is gearing up for a more direct world, right? There were, there were, uh, there were experiments and trials and, uh, in drone deliveries, uh, you, you know, everybody is uh, ramping up and investing in parcel delivery. The big guys, UPS, DHL, FedEx, all expanding fleets. And then you've got all these regional uh, uh, carriers now popping up uh, as local competition to the to the big three, if you will, parcel carriers. So clearly um, the ease of shopping online, uh, the cost avoidance of being in brick and mortar, it, it, the, the world is really shifting to a, a, a much more just-in-time uh, shop-from-home environment through the internet. Yeah, we see that. Uh, I think the uh, the COVID pandemic really accelerated that, where retail was shut down, and people uh, people even even my age have found uh, it's easy to adapt to. It's not difficult, and uh, once you get hooked on it. I don't want to go into uh, shopping and retail stores anymore unless I absolutely have to see or feel a product. I'm I'm on the web looking for products, and uh, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't have all of all of uh, FedEx, UPS, or um, a DHL stopping by the house for delivery. Right, it's almost lit. I mean, everything from groceries to our clothes to everything else is like getting just laying at our doorstep. So. Um, yeah, we have we have pets. We buy uh, we buy a two week supply of pet food religiously. Uh, you know, it's just it's just so darn convenient to get everything. We 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 now get our uh, our beverages shipped in. Uh, we we only go to the supermarket for fresh produce today and meat. That's the only thing we don't have shipped in at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I know there's some nice uh, nice meat deliveries as well. But I have not jumped into that as well. Um, okay, so. If I'm an e-commerce store, I'm just just lo- really looking for some from knowledge here. Before, like, um, if you send somebody to like one of your partners, uh, that's a great way to before they can start to work with you. But do you have any just a general advice that you've seen from like working with a lot of e-retailers that will kind of help them get to that next level or like help them with that customer experience side of things? I'm just looking for some general advice that that maybe you have seen or, or some tri- tips or tactics you've seen from people who have done really well that would maybe help them push them to that next level to to help them grow their business not necessarily just in uh, being able to work with you guys, but like just in general with their own shipping for right now. So uh, as, as, as I mentioned, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, business growth is going to rely on repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything that you can do to make that experience a wow, which means getting your orders out on time every day. If you have a promotion, obviously it becomes challenging if you're doing a thousand orders a day and you have a promotion uh, over the weekend and all of a sudden you've got 10,000 people aren't going to want to wait three weeks uh, for you to get that. So um, you've got to figure out while you're doing it, how do you remain consistent? How do you, how do you keep fulfilling and keep your promises of same day shipping? 
um, trackability, traceability, customers want to know exactly where that is today. So you've got to have a mechanism that when you do ship it, they can track it and trace it easily. Great customer service is important when customers call and have a question. They don't want to be on hold for 20 minutes. Uh, they certainly don't want to go through 14 prompts and listen to, you know, dial one for inbound, dial two for, you know, they, they want to get to a person and get to them rather quickly. So, uh, and then ultimately it ends up in when they do get the order, when they do get the box, I mean, does it look like they got their value uh, for, 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 for what they paid? You know, when they open that box, does it look like a lot of care was taken? I mean, those would be the things that, that um, I would focus on. And once again, stay on top of social media, read the reviews every day that people are writing about what you're doing, listen to them. They will guide you. And they, you know, if you, if you heed what they write on social media, uh, you'll be fine. And if you don't, uh, you'll suffer the wrath and your business for sure will not grow. Super valuable. Thank you so much, Harry. Harry, where is a great way for them to find out more about Amware, more about um, connect with you if they would like to? Um, I want to just make sure that we put everything we can down in the show notes for them to to make sure to connect correctly. Uh, best way to get to us is on our website, www.amwarelogistics.com. It's got a ton of information, case studies. Uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be about Amware. But there's just a lot of learnings that can be had from our website for the industry and entrepreneurs that are getting started out. Um, just fill out if you want to send us an email, it will make its way to me if you want to talk to me. But that's the best way to get information and get a hold of us. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Like I said, this was a um, definitely a new way of looking at things and also a new way that I didn't know was out there because I've always kind of heard you either go with Amazon or somebody you've never heard of before. And they're just, you know, they're not going to treat it or be able to personalize it. You just kind of get what you get and they just slap something on there. It does not sound like that is even close to the case with you guys. So super exciting. I would just say this in closing, Amazon is not a competitor of ours. My customers, it never comes down to, I'm going to be with Amazon or I'm going to be with an Amware. Uh, we, it's a very, very different and unique service we provide than what they do. But yes, we're out here. You should, you should, uh, if you're interested in that and your company is growing and uh, you need some capacity, you know, three PLs are really where you need to look. Very cool. Thank you, Harry. We appreciate it. Aaron, thank you. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at Bitbranding and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.